Cambridge Insider podcast time again. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in. Um, it is election week in the United States, a little bit of a prolonged election this time around, but um, it is nonetheless election week, and that is something that we will be discussing in this episode. For some of you that have heard the news um, about a potential restructure at Cambridge Network, that is in fact true. However, um, we are operational, we are functioning, um, and we, as always, remain committed to our students. They are the priority for us, any students that we have here, as well as in China. And of course, we remain committed to being the number one agency when it comes to customer service. So if you do have any questions about that, um, please reach out to your Cambridge representative. Um, most importantly, you know, don't panic. We're still here. We're still, uh, we're still communicating with our partners as per usual. Joining me on this beautiful Friday is my friend, Mr. Craig Batson, all the way in Seattle. Craig, um, two questions for you off the bat. How are you, number one? And number two, how has election week been for you? Because I know you get so excited about these weeks. Oh, thank you for having me, Stephen. Um, I'm doing good. Uh, it's been a stressful week. I actually took uh, some vacation time because I knew it would be too hard for me to work. I am here recording this podcast on my vacation. Maybe this is a little bit of talk therapy for me. Do you want me to publicly in front of everybody thank you for coming in on your vacation day? Or <laughs> are you thanking us that you can get uh, and sort of get a few things off your chest? I think I think I'm thanking you to get to get a couple things off my chest. It's always nice to talk through it. Um, I don't think I can watch any more of the big boards. Uh, you know, I've seen enough of the CNNs and and then the MSNBCs. All right, excellent. Well, um, Mr. Betson, it's nice to have you. Yeah. All right, Craig. So we are recording this on uh, on Friday afternoon. By the time our listeners, our loyal listeners, listen to this on Monday morning. Um, you know, a lot could have changed. So if you don't mind, maybe just take us through where we are now on Friday and how th things could potentially change election-wise by uh, Monday morning. So it's, you know, it's Friday afternoon right now. Um, things are starting to look more solidified and we feel comfortable talking about it. Um, but really, we probably won't know the official outcome of the election until early next week. But what we want to talk about in this podcast is about what changes we're going to be looking at in the new year, in the new presidency term, uh, to see how we can improve America's standing in the international student market. Excellent. So, you know, obviously the pandemic has had a massive impact on the industry. Um, so as a educational uh, or, or as an international education um, community, there are just to understand you correctly, there certainly are a few things that we that we need to take responsibility of, that we need to change, and then hopefully a few things that will change as well um, that will allow us to become front and center again, that will allow us to become that thriving industry. Is that is that pretty much it? Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I have on my list three things. Obviously, these aren't the only three things that matter, um, but they're they're pretty simple. I mean, the first one is the obvious one. Um, this country has to get the virus under control. Um, we have to make ourselves attractive. We have to show that we have tests. We have to lower our numbers of virus cases. We have to create a entry system that makes our parents feel comfortable. I think one of the, the odd things that our country hasn't done is 
for the people that can enter this country right now, there is no national testing strategy. There is no national quarantine strategy. That's something that we can look forward to hopefully happening in the new year. And then um, get our virus under control so we can really open schools and make our parents think, okay, I'm sending my kid to school in America. They're going to be in school, in person, not online, not learning from home. They're going to get the full benefits of the American education system, just like we want them to do. And so by getting the virus under control, we can send our kids back to school. We can get students into the country and that will be fantastic. Excellent. Excellent. So just to just to summarize, then really the two things change. The two things that do change once we can get this virus under control is number one, we can have people travel a lot more freely. You know, whether they're coming from China or Korea or Vietnam, they can travel into the US, they can come to school and they're able to travel back. Their parents are able to obviously come this side and visit them as well. So that's point number one. Point number two being that we can give them that full US education experience of I get to go to a high school, I get to watch a high school football game, I get to join my classmates in a interactive in-person classroom. Is is that pretty accurate? Absolutely. That's right. And so that's the most important thing. Um, the second most important thing that we're looking at is really opening our country back up and prioritizing international students. And this isn't just due to the pandemic. It's a change that's been happening throughout the past four years where we've kind of been trying to focus more on domestic students, making it more difficult for international students to study here. This might not be on the top of anyone's list early next year, but hopefully we can start to see, you know, ways that we will see our country being more welcoming to international students. Um, there is that upcoming uh, visa change for F1 students. Hopefully, based on all the comments that we all submitted, that will be decided to not be implemented. Um, but that's something that we want to watch at, as well as just the general attitude for international students. Absolutely, absolutely. I was chatting to somebody this week and it reminded me of, you know, we often talk about how popular the US is, how many students do want to come to the US. I think this week, the election week, regardless of the result, does show us just once again, you know, the United States is a leader when it comes to the democratic process. Um, an election week like this makes us realize that. And again, just reminds us why this country is so popular. Why do people want to come here and study from thousands and thousands of miles away, spend a few years away from their families, potentially do, um, you know, postgraduate or, or, or post high school, uh, you know, education as well. The answer is in a week like this, where we can see this democracy at work, where we can see people from, you know, a variety of different backgrounds, debating, talking, coming to conclusions and solutions. So I think if anything, use this week, have a look at it and let it remind you about the greatness of this country and why this country is so incredibly popular in the international education arena. Well, and I think that leads into our, our third point, and it, and it really does mean a lot coming from you as an immigrant to this country to rebuild that strong international reputation that America has. Um, people are looking at us in this transition of power and looking and saying, okay, I it is still the America that uh, we know and love. They are going to be strong no matter what happens in the election. And, you know, really looking to say, hey, don't look at Australia. Don't look at, um, you know, the United Kingdom. 
come back, study in America. We are still the best. We are still the gold standard. Um, really, our biggest competitor moving forward is probably going to be Canada. Um, and so we got to understand all these things and work in, in through our government, through our, our corporations, but really in our education sector. We need to be proving that we are the best. Craig, I'm glad you brought up my love for this country. You know it very well. I remind you about it often. Um, but and we uh, love we love having you here. I, you look, bring I have, so much. I appreciate it. If if I'm not an example of somebody who's living the American dream, then I don't know. Um, and it is still alive and well, people. Um, you know. So two things. I was chatting to a, a student actually just this morning, and I I, I like to ask students why um, when I chat to them just casually or in a more formal interview, why do they want to come to the U.S.? Why do they come want to come to a specific school? And an answer that I received this morning, an answer I receive often is that diverse backgrounds, the diverse views that people have, whether those be on the education system, whether those be on solving a problem in the classroom, or whether those be like we've seen this week demo democratically on, in terms of the political landscape. And I think that's so important to remember. The second thing that I did want to say, and it's going to move into a question for you, Craig, is we've, we've just sort of reminded our listeners again that this remains a great international study uh, destination. However, I don't want that to make it sound like we don't have a responsibility as schools in particular in this country. What do schools need to do in a very competitive market moving into this next phase? What do they need to do to be competitive? What do they need to do to help the country along? Yeah, and I think that's important. I think it's something that we are really going to be focusing on here at the Cambridge Network of understanding what it takes to be competitive in the international student market, how we can market ourselves, how we can price ourselves competitively. This market is no longer 2016, 2017, where it, there's tons of students. It's not even an, anymore 2018, where you can still squeeze out the students. This is going to be hard. Um, this is something that we recognize this week um, with this restructuring that we're expecting to make it through this, but it's not going to be just easy flying by through. We're going to have to show our value to our families. We're going to have to be competitive with other countries, not just the United States. We're going to have to look at all of this. All right. So, so when you talk about being competitive, the first thing that jumps to mind for me is pricing in particular. This is a conversation we have with a lot of our school partners through the year about pricing themselves right. What's your view on that? Where should schools that are listening to this, that are maybe thinking about budgets and where they should be pricing themselves for, for upcoming students, what should they be thinking regarding that? I think I think it's it's one of the things that we need to start looking at is how much more than domestic tuition are we charging our international students? And 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 I think we can expand upon that in upcoming weeks and podcasts and webinars and all sorts of things. But that is the question, is how much more are we charging international students than our domestic students? Absolutely. And, and, and in particular, from a school's perspective, are we looking at international students in terms of diversity or are we looking at them in terms of the financial contribution that they make to the school? And that might be an interesting and an important philosophical question for schools to start answering as well. 
Mr. Batson, I appreciate that. Uh, the one thing that I did want to add about you when we talk about responsibility, and I certainly don't want to just use this platform to just talk about the Cambridge Network, but one warning or one piece of advice that I would give any school is also be aware, be transparent with the agencies that you are uh, partnering with. It's very important to remember who the agency is, what are their processes, how do those processes work? Come to Cambridge Network, ask us questions about how we operationally work, what we charge students, how we recruit students. These are important questions to ask so that we as a industry as a whole can be transparent and can be sustainable moving forward. So um, it's been a good chat, buddy. Any, any, any plans, upcoming plans for the weekend apart from I'm just going to be watching TV and continuing my my time off, hoping for an election result at some stage. <laughs> I, you know, I'm pretty good. I think I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to take a long nap for a couple of days. That'll be nice. All right. I hope to see you back safe and sound on Monday. Uh, rest it out. Um, I am going to ask our executive producer, Dean, to post a few um, links onto the show notes as well. Um, in particular, for schools that are looking at how can I improve my program, we're going to post some links up there um, that'll take you to our webinar page as well, which is always a great resource, which deals specifically with what school partners can do to all of our friends abroad. Um, never doubt how amazing this country is. Never doubt that the American dream is alive and well. It's been wonderful having you all with us. Um, until next week, bye-bye, everybody. 